welcome back to the journey of a black elephant it's friday <laughs> what is up guys if this is your first time tuning in yo welcome if this is you know what i'm saying not your first time welcome back guys it is a beautiful beautiful day in the neighborhood and it is friday june the 17th and guys we're back with the journey so first things first is guys we were supposed to do journey to your back sis this week however we have to switch up the lineup just a little bit and we have to push this well we have to push that episode back so we decided to go ahead and do this one the journey to your back sis episode is still going to happen so make sure you stay tuned for that but this week i decided to go ahead and do an episode i've kind of wrestled with doing like i went back and forth about it but i think after doing the toxic trait episode this one kind of falls in line right after it um the reason i wrestled with this topic was because you know people tend to get a little hurt when you uh call out their their parents' skills due to something being seen as a respect staple in the community. Or I raise my kids like this because this is how I was raised. And honestly, guys, I wouldn't be surprised if I catch it for this episode. But then again, when don't I catch someone being upset about something I said? <laughs> oh, well, say <laughs> la vie. So let's jump into this episode. And it is the talking back culture and the damage is created in communicating, okay? So to my parents or anyone that's listening, even if you're not a parent, let me ask you a question. At any time, have you said this to your child or someone else's child, or maybe you were even told this as a child, stop talking back or don't talk back, right? Now, y'all know I throw out disclaimers every show, so here's this one. This episode is not in any way to say, let your children be disrespectful. Let me reiterate, this episode is not in any way to say, let your children be disrespectful. Let me just go ahead and throw that out there for people who start coming for me and I ain't got time. So guys, how many times did you get popped in the mouth for talking back? along with being called disrespectful or whatever else came to your parents' mind. Well, this happens to me a lot. Because <laughs> as a child, I was very outspoken. I always wanted to express what I felt, what I thought. And I never understood why I was unable to voice my side of what happened without being seen as argumentative. Even if I was making sure that I kept my tone in check, you know, cause I didn't want to get hit, but I was always seen as disrespectful or talking back. And I never understood because to me, I was just trying to explain how I felt or what happened, right? But growing up, you know, in a black household, you grow to learn to accept it for the most part. Even if the person is dead ass wrong, if they're older because they're your elder, they were right. That's just how things were. But I would feel unheard, unappreciated as if my voice, my opinions, my thoughts did not matter. And I would be angry, y'all, especially if I'm getting in trouble for something and I can't tell my side. I would get so mad, y'all. I mean, mad to the point that I would cry because I'm so mad because I can't express 
what I'm feeling. It would make me angry. Right. And honestly, the point of that with my childhood is I grew into an adult who didn't learn how to communicate in a healthy manner. Y'all understand like when as children, a lot of our core beliefs and a lot of the things that we will carry with us throughout life happens when we're younger, right? It Our childhood molds us. It molds us into what type of parents we're going to be, what type of people we're going to be. It does mold us, right? But like I said, I didn't learn how to communicate in a healthy manner as a child. And what do you think happened? And depending on what's going on, still happens. I sometimes shut down. I choose to keep what I feel inside to avoid confrontation or to avoid being seen as argumentative. Um, And when I was a little younger, uh, in my early 20s, I would yell and scream because I felt the need to get my point across. It didn't matter if it was healthy or not. Like, you were going to hear me. You know what I mean? And guys, that's not healthy. And that's not a good way to communicate at all. None of that is healthy. And you know, now when I ask my friends and some of my family, what is the hardest part of being in a long-term relationship? I'm told over and over that communication. You know, my homegirls will say, well, he don't know how to talk to me or he gets angry and, and, you know, don't even say nothing. Or, you know, my homeboys will be like, well, she be yelling and nagging and I don't be wanting to hear all that. Right. You know, the most difficult part of dealing with someone is being vulnerable and open and having a flow of communication. Right. Y'all, because of we were raised with a talking back culture, this is why we have troubles communicating now in our relationships, in our friendships, right? And also, let me put this out too. So it's not just the talking back culture and, you know, how that was instilled in us at a young age. It's also contributed to what type of household you were brought up in. Did your parents yell at each other when the argument happened? Or did they have healthy dialogue? Like, what did you see as healthy communication in addition to talking back culture, right? But that's another thing I want to point out, right? When we have children suppress what they feel, suppress their thoughts, suppress their emotions in the name of talking back, we are closing up these babies' throat chakras. And then they grow into adults whose throat chakra is closed and they don't know how to communicate. If you're being told constantly, stay in a child's place, don't talk back, then once you become an adult and you can really express yourself freely, A lot of us carry the mindset of can't nobody tell me nothing or I'm going to say exactly what I please and who going to stop me. That in itself, I think, really sums up what a 
closed throat chakra is because you're so close to communication and hearing from the other person. Your throat chakra, when it's open, you're not only open to having communication, you're open to receiving it, right? Because we then grow into adults with this not talking back mentality. You know what I mean? So we get into the world and we don't really know how to express ourselves. And as a parent, the biggest favor, honestly, the biggest favor that you can do for your child is teach them how to communicate. Because, I mean, seriously, think about it from your own point of view right now. There's nothing worse than the feeling of you shouldn't express yourself because you don't want to be seen as disrespectful. And look, y'all, seriously, your children, they have feelings, they have thoughts, they have emotions, just like you do. These are many humans. Everything that you go through in a daily basis, your thought patterns, your mannerisms, they have all of that. So you have to look at these children as individuals that will be an adult and will need these life lessons. And think about this. If you were having a conversation or a disagreement with someone right now as an adult and they looked you dead in the eye and said, don't talk back to me, more than half of y'all would lose y'all shit so fast. Why? Because you feel disrespected. And on top of that, this person just reduced your feelings and your opinion to backtalk. Now, at one point in our history, backtalk could get you hung with a quickness. So teaching children during that time not to talk back was a survival technique. Y'all, we wasn't supposed to carry that on as we evolved. And, you know, I've never understood, like I said, I've never understood how this is supposed to work. Because if a child doesn't learn to communicate at home, How do we learn, like, how do we teach them to communicate efficiently if it's not with us? We literally set these children up to fail in their interactions with people because we're not teaching communication nor understanding at home. You know, personally, for me as a parent, I had to learn this with Gianni. Now, while Gianni is my baby all day, every day, we are two completely different beings. And what I mean by that is Gianni already has a sense of calmness and peace in him that I didn't have as a child at all. And y'all, when I'm getting on to Gianni, he listens and then I read the room and I ask, okay, is there anything you would like to say? That way we have an open discussion on what's going on, why punishment is as is. Um, Because the reason I do that is because really y'all, his thoughts and his feelings are valid. If I ask, what are you feeling? And if Gianni gets super upset and I see his emotions are ruling his conversational skills, I respectfully stop him. I tell him, take a deep breath, regroup his thoughts. And he, as he does this, I take a deep breath with him. And once he starts back talking in a way that's productive, the conversation continues. If he cannot recenter himself though, I tell him, okay, Why don't you take a minute and then we can come back to this conversation when you're ready. And that both and that works for both of us. And, you know, when we do have these talks, sometimes it does make me change my mind on the situation, because when your child feels like they can communicate with you openly and honestly, 
You can see their thought process. Why did they do what they did? You can hear if there is remorse. And when me and Gianni do this, I can correct the behavior or the speech that originally got him in trouble because he's open. He's not defensive. He doesn't shut down. Y'all, this segment is not even really that long because the entire point of this episode is for you to look at how you communicate with your little ones. Look honestly and see if you need to teach your little ones how to communicate efficiently. Look at what you were taught about communication and see if your upbringing had any bearing on how you communicate. And if it did, think, do you need to reevaluate how you see communication? And honestly, see if there's anything you need to learn or change in how you communicate. Because guys, communication and understanding is key. If we can't communicate and understand one another, we'll never get anything done. That is one of the biggest things I think that has come back to me in 2020, communication. Communication can solve so many problems. However, communication and understanding can take you even further. All right, guys, that is all that I really have on Talking Back Culture. I wanted to stop. (laughs) That's just me being 110% honest. I want Talking Back Culture to cease because it's not a thing. There's no such thing as talking back. Talking back, like, (laughs) talking back is, it's so detrimental for real. But anyway, guys, that's really all I have for this segment. And coming up next, um, after we take this quick break, we're going to have tea from the watering hole. So I want you guys to stay tuned and we'll be right back with the journey of a black elephant. guys so welcome back and this segment we're diving into tea from the watering hole if you guys don't know what that is this segment is when we talk about pop culture and all the things you may have missed this week so this week has been (laughs) it's 2020 (laughs) that's all i'm gonna say about that right so here's what's going down over the past week first of all i want to start by talking about nick cannon nick cannon was dropped from his contract with Viacom um, due to some comments that he made on his podcast. And I don't really want to dive into what was said yet because I think next week I'm going to talk about cancel culture and why that entire thing is toxic as fuck and why I feel like we can't keep canceling people because we don't like what they say or what they do as a person. And I'll totally be diving into that next week. But I do want to, before I move on, um, Nick tweeted. And y'all, this kind of broke my heart a little bit. Nick tweeted and said, I hurt an entire community and it pained me to my core. I thought it couldn't get any worse. Then I watched my own community turn on me and call me a sellout for apologizing. Good night, enjoy Earth. And then he tweeted an hour later and said, y'all can have this planet, I'm out. Um, Guys, send Nick Cannon some good vibes. Because when you go at the establishment and you don't have any support from the people that you're doing it for, it, I don't even want to think the worst, but 
for real. Send good vibes and positive um, words of affirmation to Nick Cannon on his Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Just send him some good vibes because he needs it. Also, let's send some good vibes out to Tamar Braxton. Um, she was hospitalized in the early hours of the morning, if I'm not mistaken, um, due to an apparent overdose. These are just what's coming out right now. Um, please send her some good vibes and let's all pray that Tamar pulls through. I love me some Tamar, y'all. So let's do what we can to uplift our community right now. Mental health is something we really need to start talking about and we really need to check on our people. All right. So just send Nick Cannon and Tamar all the good vibes that you can because they need it. All right. So also last Friday, Will and Jada sat down at the red table and boy, that was tense. I don't even think a Swedish masseuse could have got that tension out. And you know, as you're watching it, you can see all the pain and anger in Will's face. And for real, I felt for Will. And here's why. So in the start of the conversation, Will said, we separated to find what makes you happy, what makes me happy. And that's what it was supposed to be. Then he asked Jada, and what did you do? I don't think Will expected that Jada would end up in an entanglement with August Alsina. But uh, here we are. And when this episode dropped, the internet went wild. The memes have been endless. And, you know, let me just say, in a situation like this where you can already see someone is hurt and pained by what they're going through, first of all, Twitter is unmatched. I mean, completely unmatched in what they do. But it's like, damn, you know what I mean? We literally laughing at this man pain. Literally, right? Now, Jada did say, though, that Will got her back, right? I'm not about to gloss over that. And I think Will said something like, I definitely got you back or something like that. Um, and guys, I understand forgiving and loving someone um, even through their transgressions. But at the same time, what the fuck is really going over there at the Smith house? And how don't we see this as toxic? So we playing tick for tack. We playing who can get the other back more. Like, y'all, that doesn't make sense to me. The whole situation really makes my head hurt. Right. Because then Jada says she hadn't really been happy for a long time. And now we as humans, we can go through these periods of stagnation and periods where we don't really feel happy about ourselves. And that is more than OK. All right. But to be going through that and keep a facade. And then come back later and be like it was a facade. Like to me that. <sighs> Like I said, we all go through things. I'm not even about to, not even about to dive into that. But, and then here's the other thing. When Aisha Curry basically said the same thing, right? Um, I don't think she worded it in the best way, but she was saying she didn't really feel attractive. And no matter the reason that she wasn't happy with herself, she never cheated on Steph Curry. But y'all, the internet had a fucking field day with her. But the same internet. It's praising Jada for what she did with August, but isn't seeing the damage they were both going through and why this is problematic as fuck. 
Alvis had been going through a lot at that time. He had some family things going on. He had the health thing going on. And that was not the time to start a fucking entanglement because Jada wasn't happy. August had a lot going on. And if you guys don't know, when you're with someone who's unhappy and then you have a lot going on, you start to bond over struggle of. Literally. Like, you guys are bonding through pain. And for some people, that may be therapeutic, but... Once you really try to find happiness and that pain is gone, then what? I mean, yeah, you're loving this person through the darkest parts of themselves. And that can be absolutely beautiful. But when you both have nothing to really give, because neither one of you is happy or neither one of you is happy with your situation. You know what? Never mind. I legit hope they all recover from this and they all find a much happier place. Right? Whew. That that really did make my head hurt y'all but anyway let's move on to the u.s motherfucking government <laughs> Woo! the u.s government has told hospitals to no longer report covid cases to the cdc but directly to the white house what the entire fuck and then they have the fucking nerve to try and discredit dr fauci as if, first of all, let's talk about this man's career. This man was, <laughs> Dr. Fauci throughout this whole pandemic has been trying to get us to curve it, trying to get us to stop the flow of it, right? He's trying to help bring the public out of this. And the U.S. government is trying to discredit him. I hate it here. <laughs> Y'all, I hate it here. And on top of that, the U.S. wants us to send our kids back to school next month while these COVID cases are rising. The fuck? But isn't it the same government that was releasing prisoners because it wasn't safe in prison? Make it make sense, please. And Vice President... Vice President Pence said, we don't want CDC guidelines to be the reason schools don't reopen. What? <laughs> y'all, this is so fucking unreal. Schools can't even contain lice breakouts. And y'all want me to have faith and trust that y'all can contain a virus of this magnitude? Man, all right. I'm just sick of the fucking government. Like the U.S., like I feel like we should just be single for a while and not elect a president and heal ourselves <laughs> as a nation. And one more thing, the governor of Georgia is trying to was trying to sue the Black Atlanta mayor because of covert restrictions that were being placed on the city what the entire fuck y'all i'm so over <laughs> i'm so over the government i'm so over this i'm so i really am you want to know something i'm really over the whole two-party system because nothing gets fucking done nobody's on the same page and then guess who fucking suffers we suffer americans suffer 
I really think it's time to abolish the two-party system. That's just me being honest. But anywho, let's uh let's move on down a little bit. So y'all, Wayfair. Whew, let's talk about this shit. Wayfair was caught up in a conspiracy theory, which I kind of believe, just to be honest. So somebody started a thread on Reddit showing that Wayfair was charging between 10 and 15 grand for ordinary looking cabinets. But the name, which all look to be girl, girls' names on the cabinet, and the price of the cabinet would change, right? It showed that they were selling $10,000 pillows with different little boy names. Basically, Wayfair became the center of a conspiracy theory that they were trafficking children. And with the evidence that was shown on Reddit, you know, people on Twitter came out and went to see if these prices were real. And they were, they wasn't edited. Multiple people posted pictures of this. And y'all, to say the least, it looks creepy as fuck. Why are you charging $10,000 for a regular looking ass cabinet? Why are you charging 12 grand, a different name for the cabinet and 12 grand? Why are you charging 10,000 for a little, y'all, this pillow is little as hell. It's like one that literally goes on your couch. Small ass pillow, but they charging 10 grand for it. It didn't look right. Unless that pillow had diamonds in it, which it didn't. Even then 10,000, y'all can kiss my ass. Like it doesn't, it didn't look right. It didn't feel right. But of course, everybody's like, it's just a conspiracy theory. Wayfair isn't selling children, right? Okay. So anyway, y'all, keep your babies close. Human trafficking is a real fucking problem. And it seems to be getting worse. And it is definitely something like, I'm telling y'all, like, I don't care where me and Gianni are. Like, hold my hand. Like, I'd start to panic if, he, if I can't see him somewhere. Because... It's, it's some crazy and sick individuals out here, and it's not okay. Whether Wayfair is selling children or not, the number of missing children continues to rise every day, and it's heartbreaking. So, y'all, just, just protect these babies at all costs, all right? So, Wayfair wasn't the only business, though, that made headlines this week. Target also made headlines when a customer took a picture of employees in red shirts that read i can't breathe and then under it it said black lives matter and people were pissed and you know now they're planning to boycott boycott target <laughs> and what do i have to say about that awesome wow <laughs> i don't have to worry about running into a karen when i make a target run so win-win for me the fuck What's sad, though, it does seem that media has lost interest in the Black Lives Matter protest. But make no mistake, they're still going on around the world. Don't think it's really died down. And guys, don't lose steam. Please do not lose steam. We have to stay consistent because not staying consistent is what's killing us on our fronts. On top of that, like, we can't wait for another unarmed black man or woman to be killed before the fire that we had is reignited. We got to stay consistent. All right. Also, 
Last thing for this week from T from the Watering Hole is arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor and Elijah McClain. Let's not forget that. We're still on it. But y'all, that's all I have this week for T from the Watering Hole, to be honest. Um, up next, we have the Let's Elevate segment. And this week, we'll be discussing chakras. I felt it was important to go ahead and discuss chakras due to me mentioning the throat chakra in the first part of the episode. So, guys, stay tuned, and we'll be back with the journey of a black elephant. guys so we're back with the journey of a black elephant and guys this is our let's elevate segment where we talk about different spirituality practice different religions and different things you can use to grow in your own spirituality journeys once again disclaimer i am not here to persuade you to change your beliefs to start you know whatever um, because <laughs> people tend to think when you believe something different you want everyone to believe what you believe not in the slightest over here the only thing i care about is that you guys get the information what you choose to do with it is 110 percent up to you okay because me personally i honestly i read a lot of different things i study a lot of different things and i incorporate a lot of different things into my spirituality practice so i'm hoping this information that i give you guys you can take it and use it as well but guys, I decided to talk about chakras today. And as I mentioned your throat, well, I mentioned the throat chakra in the main segment. So I decided to go into details about what chakras are. So let's go ahead and jump into it. All right. So guys, you have seven chakras, which is our, and these seven chakras work together as our main energy center, right? You've probably heard people talk about chakras because they're becoming more popular as people learn about energy. Right. But the idea is when all of our chakras are open, a consistent flow of good energy flows through our body and creates harmony and balance between the physical, the mind and the spirit. Right. Now, some people think we open up different chakras at different stages or ages in our life. But me personally, I don't think that is true. I think the more that you grow into your spirituality, the more that you ground yourself, learn about yourself is what's going to help you. <clears throat> open your chakras and keep them open and flowing okay because one thing about chakras is your heart chakra could be open but your throat chakra is closed right or your sacral could be closed but your your solar plex is open so you have to keep all of your chakras open to keep that energy flowing throughout your body okay so guys, let's start with the root chakra. Your root chakra is your foundation chakra. It sits at the base of the spine. And this is where we get that feeling of being grounded, right? When the root chakra is open, we feel confident and safe and we know who we are and we know we can make it through life's challenges. However, when the root chakra is blocked, we feel threatened and our confidence can go to an all-time low. To engage your root chakra, you can speak the words, I am, right? Uh, like, I am grounded. That is a thing. The color that represents the root chakra is red, and the element that goes with the root chakra is the earth, right? So, guys, just to give you this, if you want to open up your, your root chakra, you can walk outside barefoot, 
and feel the earth underneath your feet or turn on your favorite album and dance. Dancing definitely opens up that root chakra. And you know what? If you sing along with the music, it'll help open up that throat chakra as well. So let's move on to your sacral, okay? Your sacral is located in the lower abdomen, about two inches below your navel, right? And our sacral helps us get to our emotions and the emotions of others around us, right? With this chakra, it is important to learn the value of our emotions without letting them rule our decision-making. Your sacral also houses your creativity and your sexual energy. Being out of balance with this chakra, you could really lose out on your creativity and your sexual energy, right? What you can say to engage this chakra is I feel, okay? Um, the color that goes with this chakra is orange. The element is water. So to open up this chakra, you can do some hip stretches. And honestly, guys, mindful meditation will help with any of these. But learning to engage with your emotions and understand them is very, very, very important for this chakra, okay? So then you have your solar plex chakra, and this is your third one. It is located um, in the upper abdomen in the stomach, right? And this chakra is the ability to be confident and be in control in your life, okay? So if your solar plexus chakra is blocked, you might feel an overwhelming amount of shame or self-doubt, right? Um, and people who have their um, solar plex open, they're usually a little more able to express their true selves, okay? So the um, saying for this one is, I do. The color is yellow. Right. So if you want to open up this chakra, doing some core exercises like some yoga or Pilates definitely helps with that. OK, so then we go to our heart chakra. Now, your heart chakra is located in the center of the chest. And what your heart chakra does is it it builds a bridge. OK. I don't know what just happened with that. YouTube opened out of nowhere. Wow, technical difficulties everywhere. But anyway, so <clears throat> your heart chakra is the bridge between your lower chakras and your upper chakras, right? It kind of is the bridge between your physical and your spiritual, right? So remember that your upper chakras deal more with spirituality and your lower chakras deals more with your physical, okay? But our heart chakra deals with our ability to give as well as to receive love from others and ourselves. This is where your self-love comes from, right? Someone with a blocked heart chakra will have difficulty fully open up to people in their lives. If someone's heart is open, though, they can experience deep compassion and empathy. So, guys, the saying for this one is I love right? Think of everything you love, express it. Also, the color for this one is green and the element is air. So if you want to open up your heart chakra, write yourself the most beautiful love letter that you can or sit in nature and meditate on love and joy, right? Get some fresh air, take in, you know, just the beauty of nature around you. 
it works wonders y'all i'm telling you so now let's keep going the next one is our throat chakra right obviously throat chakra throat that's where the location is for this one it gives us our voice right it controls our ability to communicate effectively when it's functioning and open it allows us to express ourselves truly and someone who has a blocked throat chakra will feel like they have trouble finding words to say how they truly feel or they shut down or they just cannot communicate effectively so to engage this chakra you can say i speak i speak truth i speak light i speak love right and just be honest with yourself um the color with this one is light blue and the element is the element of sound all right so again y'all singing helps open up your throat chakra i don't care if you don't think you can sing go in the car put on a playlist and sing every song that comes on or turn on the speakers in your house and do it right because that it works wonders i'm trying to tell you i sing something every day even though i can't sing i don't care I just sing. So, um, also, communicating honestly and openly and working on communication also helps the chakra open up. So, keep that in mind. All right. So, if we keep moving up, um, we start getting closer to our connection to the divine. All right. So, after your throat chakra, you have your third eye chakra which is located between the eyes, right at the middle of your forehead. And it connects us to our intuition, right? Our third eye chakra, it registers information that's beyond the surface level, all right? Um, being able to see things that other people may not see, intuitive hits, um, you know, that's not uncommon for someone whose third eye is open. And obviously, if your third eye is closed, you may miss some things that, you know what I'm saying, that's not common to the naked eye, right? So the same for this one is I see. The color is purple and the element is light, all right? So how you can help open up this chakra, when you get a nudge from your inner self, allow yourself to explore it. Do not discount that inner voice is there for a reason. Also, meditate with a purpose and talk to your higher self often. That is one of the most surefire ways to help you tap more into that intuition. It is definitely a way to get you closer, you know what I mean, to your intuition, which will in turn open up that third eye, okay? So our last chakra is our crown chakra. And this one sits at the crown of your head. And it represents our ability to be fully connected spiritually, right? When you fully open up your crown chakra, you're able to access a higher consciousness and understand things on a higher level, right? So the lesson for this one is I understand, right? That is the same for that one, I understand. Um, the color, it has two colors. Uh, some people associate violet or white with your chakra, uh, your crown chakra. And the element is divine consciousness. Ooh, very beautiful. Now, 
to open up your crown chakra, you have to have all other all of your other chakras open so that crown will open up. Okay. It's kind of like with all of your chakras, you really want to build from the bottom up. Okay. So you want to start with your root, getting your root chakra open. Then you want to start working on your sacral and then your solar plex. And you just want to continue to go up. That is how you open up your crown chakra. You have to have all of your other energy flowing through the rest of your other ones. Okay. So Guys, that is really, and I didn't even go too deep into chakras. There's a lot of information that you can go and pull from. I just gave you guys the most basic things that I know. You know what I mean? So I hope you guys can take that and maybe expand your knowledge on it, learn a little bit more, and see see how you feel once you start engaging your chakras. And let me know, definitely. Um, so guys, honestly, that is it for this week. Not too long, not too deep. Um, wow. Okay. So, guys, let's see. <laughs> let's do some plug-in right here, I guess. Follow us on Twitter at the Journey of a Black Elephant. Mm, that is not the Twitter. That's the Facebook, the Journey of a Black Elephant. Um, the Twitter is the J-O-A-B-E podcast. Make sure you follow that. We're still trying to get the followers up for that page. We're definitely going to work on it a little more. Um, so we have that. Also, 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 guys, if you didn't get to listen to last week's episode, make sure you go back and do that. The episode was great. And guys, you know. Have a great week. I look forward to seeing you guys here next week. I would love to tell you what the main segment would be about, but at this point, I'm not too sure, but I'm definitely going to talk about um, cancel culture next week. So come back for that at least. (laughs) But guys, I want you all to have an amazing week. I want you guys to go work on those throat chakras, go outside with the mask, make sure you social distance. But go outside, get some air, sit in the sun, bathe in just uh, nature and take it all in. You know what I mean? I hope you guys manifest everything that you're trying to manifest. And I hope you guys journey a little deeper to yourself this week. All right. Other than that, guys, I love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. And (laughs) yo, continue the journey. I'll see you guys next week.